Hello and welcome to the It's Not That Simple podcast with me, Edward Grant. And on this week's episode, the second episode of the podcast, I just wanted to talk about one of the most consistent talking points across the industry this week, which has been downsizing, um, cutting back, reducing costs, however you want to pitch it. But the whole industry is clearly at a point of serious change. March is a time, or end of February, early March is always a time every year when the annual reports and the annual meetings for all the different companies are, and everybody starts to reveal how they've performed in the year prior. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Um, I wouldn't say that everything's been poor this year, but a lot of companies or parts of companies have come out and said that they're underperforming relative to how they would expect to have performed in recent times. Now, there's obviously large amounts of change, and the biggest talking point or talking points have been electrification and the increasing levels of autonomy. Both technologies require a significant change in the way people work and moving away from internal combustion engines, which is highly specific. It's always been an in-house development for the most part. Um, in the similar way to building cars, building cars is one of those things that is hard for the likes of Google and Apple to get into because they're so investment heavy. Um, I have to admit, I was quite surprised when Dyson followed through on their statement that they were going to do an electric car. They're building a plant, they've got a development facility, they've got a test track, put their money where their mouth is. Um, a lot of car companies, especially tech companies or companies from outside the traditional OEMs may have a flutter and have a think about it, but never really follow through because they see that their strength lies outside of manufacturing, which fundamentally automotive, um, the automotive industry is. It's a manufacturing business. And yes, you have to innovate and develop on that way, on the way towards producing something. But what differentiates an automotive manufacturer is in the name, a manufacturer. Anyone can design a car. Pininfarina have designed Ferraris for years and now they're starting to build their own cars on, under their own nameplate. And we'll see how that goes in the future because when they have tried to manufacture stuff in more recent times, it's not gone so well. One of those things that I learned early on is where these coach builder companies the likes of gear for ford and more recently vignali which were coach, old coach builders from italy and they use the nameplate to do things but the ford focus cabriolet which i don't think anybody was particularly enamored with and it wasn't particularly well built with leaking hard top roofs and so on that was built by Pininfarina and 
I wouldn't say that's a great example that they would be holding up to say, look how great a car that we build can be. So it'll be different with the Batista, I would hope, given the price tag and the capability they want out of the car. But I digress. Getting back onto it. So Volkswagen AG, Acting Gesellschaft, the parent company, um, performed okay. It's a large company. It's got lots of mainstream brands. It's got lots of niche brands. It's got some lost leaders like Bugatti who aren't there to make money. They're there to show what they can do and maybe get benefit from the trickle-down effect of technology. Um, 6% operating margin. And I wrote an article looking into what is operating margin because it's something that gets talked about a lot. So overall, the company did okay. But when you break it down, Skoda did fantastically well. Porsche always making money, very profitable. Bentley, uh, heavy, a an investment-heavy year, looking at hybridizing the Bentayga and such like. It's been tough on them financially, but again, they've got the rest of the group to fall back on. Volkswagen also, they split their commercial vehicle division and their truck division um, and their cars. So the commercial vehicles, so the vans under the VW nameplate did okay. Um, but the VW, the the brand itself, underperformed. 3.8% operating margin. Now that's reference to 6%, which is really the target for the mainstream. 6 to 8% is what gets touted around but realistically four to six is a mainstream manufacturer eight to ten is a premium manufacturer like bmw and mercedes and if you're anything smaller than that in terms of volumes if you're a ferrari or a bentley or a maserati you take the highs and the lows you expect a lean year where you make nothing a year where you make lots of money and some years where you take big losses because you're changing model you're introducing something new um, and the revenues you make don't cover the big outlays that are typically involved so vw 3.8 percent not good enough in their eyes they want to be at six percent announcement saying they'll be looking to get rid of 7,000 roles. Um, I did see another article talking about 2,000 future roles in electrification. So there may be some transfer rather than 7,000 people out and 2,000 people in. Um, but you're talking a net 7,000 or net 5,000 headcount reduction from Wolfsburg. That's huge in any company's eyes. I mean, VW's big, but still, you're going to feel and you're going to notice that sort of drop um similarly but slightly less drastic bmw they dropped below eight percent this year i think they were at 7.9 and they're typically eight and a half nine operating margin they said they're going to look to cut costs i think a sign to that is their alliance with mercedes um or daimler rather parent company of Mercedes on autonomous and electric vehicles and they've said they will hold their headcount stable through this next year. Ford on the other hand a lean year between Ford 
Fiat, Chrysler and GM, the three American companies, all struggling to make money, all facing huge restructuring. Um, Ford looking to shut down a large part of their operations in South America. GM already shut their operations in South America, in Russia, in Europe. They obviously sold off Opel, Vauxhall to PSA um, and shutting plants in North America trying to get their costs within acceptable limits so that they can start actually making money from what they produce. I mean, I think that's one discussion point in itself that the three American companies, or predominantly American companies, I know Fiat obviously has the Fiat and associated brands in Europe, but a lot of what they do volume-wise is through the Chrysler and Jeep brands. Um why are the three American companies struggling so much more than everyone else? Um, especially given they have very little to bolster them in the same way as a giant such as Volkswagen can. Um, but maybe that's a discussion that, you know, would be better had on a forum, hear people's opinions, maybe send in a message and we can have a discussion on the podcast. So, GM, big closures, large reduction in employees. VW looking for the same. Ford looking at the same. Put that against the backdrop of um, your partnerships, right? So we've already talked about Daimler and BMW partnering for electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles to try and as they put it, establish a standard. But I think we're going to see this gradually stepping through. So you have them, you have Ford and VW already on commercial vehicles, but as far as rumoured, looking at autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles as well. Um, Honda and General Motors have partnered on GM Cruise to do autonomous vehicles and let's be honest, Honda has been a bit late to the electric vehicle party, whereas GM's been trying to make headway and try and be a leader. So there might be a further scope to their partnership in the future. Fiat Chrysler and PSA were rumoured to be talking, but from recent reports I've seen, that broke off a while ago and they aren't talking about that anymore. But both companies have done a lot of consolidation over the past decade so maybe they can take a breather before they see who to partner up with next but if you take the partnerships that are forming it stands to reason that in the near future they may there be maybe further consolidation especially i feel on autonomous vehicles because there's such a heavy reliance on the associated infrastructure to work um, whether that be vehicle to um, infrastructure communication or vehicle to vehicle communication if you're not all on the same standard how useful is vehicle to vehicle communication for autonomous vehicles if your ford can only talk to vws and if a volvo is driving down the road your car has no means of communication to it 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 defeats part of the benefit of autonomous technology so I wouldn't be surprised to see more and more collaboration on that front. Electrification, maybe there's more room for competition. But 
again there you've got the battery manufacturers you've got lots of different battery manufacturers potentially people who make batteries for other things or just general electronics producers but now we're whittling down to four big ones um you've got panasonic you've got um sk innovations lg chem and catl in china you've got big companies now but they're all consolidating the little companies are starting to go away and you're left with a limited number of choices so if you have four battery suppliers or six or however many that becomes three two whatever it may be if you have play this out 15 years you have two battery manufacturers you have i don't know three or four motor manufacturers because it's an electric motor there how much innovation is there um ultimately you could get to a point where it's just plug and play and it's dependent on the software systems that people offer you what interfaces and what extra features can your vehicle do and that's what differentiates one brand from another and is that a way to make money maybe not but if you can brand for regions so where certain companies are strong so if you were if you were PSA for example doing something with VW it wouldn't be so much of a risk to you because um, PSA being strong in the southern European countries and France and VW being strong elsewhere you'd be complementary for brand because there'd be relatively little brand competition internally but you're producing the same thing so you halve your costs you increase your volumes and then through that size you push people out i think that's the way all of these sort of partnerships are looking to go um and there you have less reliance on other technologies and other standard setting let's say beyond being able to plug it in and charge autonomous vehicles need a lot more to achieve the utopian future of cars driving through intersections without slowing down because they know ever where everything else is and so you get this future sort of jetson style um layout of things um maybe that's where it's going but it's a tough time for the industry there's a lot of change there's a lot of uncertainty nobody knows quite where it's going to go and where the opportunities are and there's a lot of people who are going to be out of jobs in the next year or so um, and where do they go if everybody's doing it you're going to displace a lot of people who have nowhere else to go when it's one company or another you've got opportunity to move from one place to another and those that expertise within the industry remains albeit moving around um but we're not going to have that now we're going to have a pause where people can't get back into the industry and maybe move off and do other things maybe that's a benefit to them maybe it's not maybe it's a benefit to the industry because people will go away and ultimately if jobs come back maybe they come back with a breadth of knowledge gained from other industries it's a very difficult period um and shows that dilemma of profits uh over the benefit to people and one thing i would be worried about as a consumer is as your options reduce the costs can go up because there are no 
natural competitors to drive the prices down. Um, also, innovation can start to slow when competition starts to dwindle because you're not driven to be different because you don't need to differentiate yourself from anyone. So the question remains, where does the industry go now? I think it's going to be a difficult 12 months for the entire industry as the dust settles on a lot of changes going on at the beginning of this year. As it's as the dust settles, maybe we'll see there's more collaboration, there's more consolidation, or maybe there's an ability for the companies to go through this cycle of change, reposition, and go again as the separate entities they are. For the sake of variety, I hope it goes that way, and we're not left with cars becoming a complete white good um, in that you know it's just a commodity to get you from A to B. There's still a lot of interesting cars out there, ignoring the hypercars for a second, because let's be honest, there's about 12 people in the world who could own those. You've got a lot of variety and you've got a lot of opportunity. If you look at vans, vans, especially in Britain, are seen as a work vehicle. You lob things in the back, put pallets in, do your job and go somewhere. But there's this growing overlanding and camping trend around the world that's growing and vans become a very modular system. I think vans will be realistically one of the base vehicles for autonomous vehicles because it's um it's the most flexible. It's a large box that maximizes height and width with interior space. And you could do a lot of flexible layouts within a van. So maybe we'll see that. But what's that vision of just big cubes or rectangles um just driving around everywhere i don't think it's a particularly exciting vision of the future of the industry um, or society in general but while there's still people doing quirky things um while nissan nissan no toyota subaru bmw and the like still churn out sports cars while the likes of Suzuki still produced the Jimny, which I still have no idea how they keep going with that thing. Um, I struggle to see how they keep the price down on it, honestly. But it's one of those signs that the industry, the industry's variety and um, ability to produce interesting, emotionally connecting vehicles is not dead yet. Um, and so... I feel that this is a period of consolidation and a period of working out where the industry goes. I I hope it doesn't all disappear overnight. Working in manual transmissions, I personally prefer manual transmissions and they all go away when you go electric. Gears in general go away when you go electric. And having owned an electric car for the last year and a half, I understand its merits, but it's not so interesting or so engaging and it starts to dull you from the enjoyment of driving and I think that's what driving needs to be everybody needs to remember it's a skill it's not a right you have to know how to drive you know how to be good at driving 
but you should also enjoy driving. It, the point at which you think, oh, I need to get to A to B, A to, from A to B, and I'd rather be watching something on my phone, then it's the death knell for society in general. You should see it. Yes, sometimes it's tiring and boring to do long distance drives, but it should be a means to an end. You should be driving to reach, go somewhere, and you will miss the world going by um, when you get into autonomous vehicles because it will only facilitate that um, insulating or more insular view of the world that people are starting to develop. Um, I can see their merits, right? Taxis, buses, etc. Great, that makes sense, but car companies still need to remember they need to make interesting cars because there are still people who buy cars because they like driving rather than because they need one um, and hopefully we see that coming out as companies become more profitable perhaps through collaboration and reducing their investment costs maybe they've got more room to innovate and more room to take risks on quirky niche products because on their base products that maybe don't demand the same level of differentiation money isn't wasted so if there's a bright side to all this consolidation maybe we'll see some more interesting cars because people have more leeway to try something different i hope you've enjoyed this podcast and it hasn't been too much of a downer on the industry but just wanted to give my view on things that are happening right now and this this industry-wide downsizing is one of the big talking points coming out of the financial announcements from 2018 we're available now on apple podcasts and pocket casts and as well as anchor um give us a like comment send in messages on questions with more listener feedback i will be able to break this show up and make it less of me talking and more of me helping to answer some questions you can find out more on it's not that simple.co.uk or at our twitter feed ints underscore uk i've been edward grant thanks for listening